see, I, I think I'm offering the insightful commentary and the humor. So what am I here for? The color? They've been through all day, but it's so fun. They have each other's bags and they just finally done. In a world setting in a Georgia town. On a show about libraries and visual sound. In the stacks of the library where it always starts. The stacks are much more than either of them thoughts. It's Thursday for mayhem, it's Thursday for fun. In the stacks with Barry and the Goya, it's second to none. In the stacks. Holy Father, it has been six months since my last confession. Confection? Confession. Sorry. Oh, Whatever. I, I didn't know if you were baking or something. No. Welcome to In the Stacks with... Barry. And <laughs> Latoya. Um, yeah, it's been over six months since we've done the show. Um, I didn't realize it was really that long, but I guess so. The last time we recorded was on October 26th of 2012. <laughs> wow. But, I mean, I know since then you've been doing your own show and your show with Carrie and stuff, so. Although, I haven't, we haven't done a Uber Geeks in a couple months, probably. Really? Yeah. Huh. I know you wouldn't know. Yeah. Because you stopped listening after, like, five episodes. I, yeah, I'm, well, you know, I'm horrible about most things, so. That's true. So, yeah. Um, yeah, it has been six months. So, since then, a lot has, has changed. Barry has lost um, a great deal of weight in mm. that time. You're like, you're like all melty because all like your top half is starting to just go away, and I think it's just dropping to your bottom. I told you you're gonna need to like get some lipo or something. Uh, the last Uber Geeks episode was March sixth. Okay, well that's certainly a lot sooner than our last yeah. show. But I've been doing uh, the Shadow Fan episode every week. Mm -hmm. so. And that, I mean, from what you've told me, the reception has been pretty good. Mm -hmm. It's been pretty popular. Uh, I mean, we get a I usually have over 100 downloads within a week. Jeez, wow. Uh, shout out to our, um, I guess, our fan, the fans that I know of, which would be Ali Fox, who months ago, I guess at this point it's been months, was like, okay, when's the next show? Mm -hmm. um, of course, to my brother who listens, Joel Taylor listens, and I found out that Alex Boardman, um, a former uh, peer, well, a peer of mine, and we used to work together, all that fun stuff, he listens as well, so... You know, maybe we'll get back into the habit of doing it once a week, or maybe it's just kind of one of those seasonal type, type mm -hmm. things. Might be yearly. This could be our 2013 episode. There you go. That might be it. So what's going on with you? How many books and stuff have you published since we last spoke? It's October? I yeah. don't know. I'd have to... Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Uh, there's been at least one Lazarus Gray and Gravedigger and... It's a new Avenger book out, and um, I'm sure there were some other things, too. I think Monster Aces came out since then. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, yeah, I really don't know. That's but a long time you had, huh? Six months is a long time. I know it is. But you're saying this past Saturday you went to... Um, yeah, I was at Avalon Comics in uh, Macon, Georgia, and uh, it was pretty popular, uh, a pretty big day. It was a um, free comic book day, and I sold 14 books in about two and a half hours. Uh, I had a, a fan from Bon Air drive all the way over, uh, brought a book that he had purchased previously to have me sign it. Wow. Bought a new book and then uh, wanted a picture made with me and so forth. And so Did you like nice. charge anything like those, you know? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> and um, matter of fact, uh, are you here tomorrow? Yeah, I'm here tomorrow. 
uh, they have, there's some books on the counter in there. Avalon Comics is supposed to come over and pick them up. They want to stock some. So. Okay. Because I know you said you'd run out of books, and there were people asking for, what is it, Rabbit Heart? You didn't yeah, have and they wanted more Rabbit Heart, but um, I'm giving them the only extra copy I have. Um, but there's supposed to be a new edition coming out in like three months or so. From oh, right? Yeah. Oh, okay. I, what? I don't know. Why are you always you know, so I just surprised think, when I, I have apparent, no clue? Apparently, you know, we have to do the show so that you can keep up with the things that are going on in my life. Exactly. I thought that, that was the whole point. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yes, there's so, going to be a new edition of Rabbit Heart and of The Damned Thing. Um, since I don't have any books through Wildcat Books anymore. So all that stuff's out of print. Out of print. So some of it's coming back into Pro Se and some of it's just going to stay out of print. So with Rabbit Heart, is it going to be the very same, like the same cover art and all that? It's going to be the same cover, cool. uh, and so is the damn thing. Because um, I really, be really re-edited. love the cover yeah. of the uh, of Rabbit Heart. I love that one. Yeah, yeah. I contacted Jason Levisque and and checked to see, you know, if he would was it okay if I just reused the same covers, and uh, he was like, sure. So that's cool. So what are you presently working on? I know we talked, and you said there's a small possibility that there will be a second. Um, well, uh, Rabbit Art 2. Yeah, probably um, not. <laughs> um, I've written, a, I guess, about 5,000 words on Lazarus Grave Volume 5. Volume 3 is about to come out uh, probably next month. And um, about 7,000 words, or 6,000, into Grave Digger Volume 2. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm over halfway through this weird Western story that I think is due on June 1st, but I haven't written any more on it in a little while. Um that's pretty much all I'm working so on. So what right is now. it that you've been letting me see preview copies of, which I think is really, really awesome? The artwork and the design. Oh, that's um that's a couple of pages from a, a strip um for uh, Lazarus Gray. This is origin thing. It's gonna start running in every book and starting with volume three. So, you know, in the very beginning there'll be this little comic strip of his origin and then we can just go from there. It's really awesome. I mean, what I've seen so far has been really cool, and like I told you, that's like my opportunity to kind of read <laughs> what, mm-hmm. what it's about, because, I mean, outside of that, I don't really know, but it's been, the artwork has been great, and the um, the dialogue or, you know, the text has been pretty cool, too. So Yeah, and that's all that, that he's going to do now. It's just those two pages. It's just the, the Lazarus Great Origin. Uh, the original script had a, another page for each of the different members and then a page for the group as a whole. Um, but we might do those down the line. So. so what's been going on with you? Well, today, I don't know if you saw me post on Facebook about my ordeal today. You see that I'm wearing bandages and all that fun stuff. Did you have a fight with uh, Kenner? Yeah, that's it. No, I had to give blood today. And I am, needless to say, I tend to be fairly dehydrated, which is, of course, always the worst. I have very you don't, you flat don't water. I know I don't. I know. I usually drink water while I'm doing it because otherwise I get extremely lightheaded. Yeah. Which I did get lightheaded anyway, but um, my veins are very tricky. And more often than not, now they have to get it from on the top of my on top of my hand. Um, they started. The, it was a new person that stuck me today, and I was surprised at how well she did because you know a lot of times, depending on your technician, you end up with someone who's gonna like hurt you. Yeah. Um, with the first one, I didn't even notice when she stuck me, but she did it in my left hand, which is notoriously bad for, well, anything. Um, so after a while, it started to just drip, and then it stopped. 
And so then she decided, you know, she was going to do my right hand. And I just went ahead and guided her down too on top of my hand because, you know, that's Suppose usually. Say, just let me do it. Because you know? like <laughs> usually that's the only place they can get it from at this point, which is, of course, one of the most painful places to do it. Yeah. But um, she did very well. However, in the process of getting the blood, she had one of the tubes fall on the floor. And... So she had to get more, I guess. Uh-huh. Wouldn't that be contaminated or something? Well, she had to, like, basically start over, which was horrible. Because, again, I mean, I, I'm already dehydrated. It was running fairly slow. And it was, she had said it was the first time that has ever happened to her where she's dropped one and it's shattered. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I mean, in the midst of her finishing up, I was sitting there looking down at my own blood on the floor and beside me. So, um, yeah, it was... um. The experience was a little bit much for this mm. morning. I mean, I still I haven't eaten anything yet, which I guess is good because I couldn't throw anything up. But um, it was a little fearful um, for me because, again, I can't even look at when they're pulling, drawing the blood or when they're going to stick me. I always have to look away. I always have to drink water in the process and take really deep breaths in and out and all that stuff. But I'm surprised it bothers you so much. I'm sure you've had it done so often. I had it done, like, at this point, so many times I can't even count, but it still bothers me. Like, I can't look at it. Like, I'm okay now. Before, I used to get all, like... I'd cry and all that stuff when, when they'd have to stick me. Really? But now I'm, well, I mean, you know, when I was younger and then now yeah. I've gotten so used to it since I'm getting pricked all the time that I just basically, That's I just have to, for you. yeah, um, <laughs> I basically just have to look <laughs> away and then I'm okay. You know, if I just look away, concentrate on drinking the water Hopefully and breathing. Hopefully it's not the same way at home. Um, I just have to um, not look. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> drink, that too. drink a lot of water yeah. through it. Take some deep breaths. <laughs> Sometimes I cry afterwards. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was my ordeal this morning. So um, it it's interesting, I think. So I'm going to take this off in a little bit because this is... See, it just dries my skin out. Oof. Mm. Tape. Anyway, so I mean, that's pretty much all that's really going on. Um, you know, we've got we've had a lot of stuff happening here at work which would stress anybody out. Um, myself included. Ann Moore is uh, gone. Yeah. She retired. Um, I don't think uh, last show uh, she'd even mentioned she was going to retire. So Right, that's true. No. Yeah, she is She is retired, and uh, Sue York has taken over her position. And uh, that's the last the big day thing. was what, last Tuesday? Yeah. yeah. We're having lots of budget issues. We're going to oh, yeah. be losing two uh, positions in the next FY. And, um, and who knows what else? There's always some surprise around the corner. That's true. So, you know, oh, for all we know. So we've, we've lost two board yeah, members. Yeah. We're in the process of, of trying to get uh, at least one of the positions filled, and then I'll worry about the other one after that one's filled. But yeah, for, but, for all we know, in the next six months, it'll be Barry and Latoya somewhere other than in the, the That's true. It could be. So, with the way things are around here. So be. this morning, I saw the follow-up article for the Philip Joyner um, yeah, but there wasn't anything new in it. I know, it was just, I, I thought it was interesting that they would put it front page again. And, um, I mean, the one new thing was that they, that one of the people on the committee had to be taken off, yeah. which I was surprised that they wouldn't have known that he wasn't eligible from, from the, the start. Yeah. You might want to talk about what the heck we're talking about. Well, you might want to do it, because no, you know, I'm like... I mean, the majority of people listening to the show aren't even local. Oh, you can do it, because you're better at explaining stuff, and I'll just forget stuff. Uh, well, one of our um, city council people, um, Philip Joyner, 
uh, it's been the target of uh, a lot of negative press over the past few years. Um, there was an incident where he was, you know, accused of having misused his uh, city-issued credit card, um, of having been paid for a conference that he did not attend. Um, yeah, you know, not driving a couple of people. Right. And he was, uh, there were harassment charges for, for sending, you know, spiteful text messages to someone. And uh, all this kind of stuff. And, um, you know, he has publicly apologized and has taken steps to improve. Repeatedly. And, um, he might listen to the show, you know. No, I'm yeah. saying he has repeatedly yeah, apologized. Yeah, I know, but the way you said it made it you know. Sorry, yes, he has repeatedly yeah. apologized for his offenses. <laughs> and uh, so, um, this week, a local resident and... Uh, Business former owner, I friend, I guess, yeah. has, um, you know, basically um, filed an formal, ethics yeah. complaint. And, um, you know, you'll have to, to show me again with my settings, because I went in and told it, you know, where I have to approve before people can tag me and stuff. And uh, people continue to tag me. Okay. Yeah, I guess I'll have to show you. That has nothing to do with what we're talking about, by the way. Yeah, but, but it's okay. far more important. As it is uh, starting to annoy me. I started to send a thing to the staff list the other day saying, the next person who tags me in a photo, you know, it's not too late for me to change my mind about who the two positions. I think, <laughs> I think today you're like, even from when I spoke to you earlier this morning, you are in a grumpy mood. I'm today. not in grumpy. You, you are know, this in thing a grumpy with the tagging has been pissing me off. Yeah, me. but no, you've been in a general grumpy mood. You know, I mean, today. I, I actually, and I, I think it's because you you're not eating. I don't know if you noticed. I actually unliked our library Facebook page and took myself off as a manager because I was I so sick of getting 60, you know, notifications a freaking day. Oh, I turned off the notifications. I'm oh, still I've there. tried to do that too. I don't think And just like right. I said, you know, yeah, you must not have done it right. I, I evidently not. Because, yeah, now I don't get, like, I would constantly get all the emails when people commented. Yeah, I, was, I, just, I just unlike and it. And I, I, um, how can you unlike the place where you work? <laughs> I didn't like it to begin with. <laughs> anyway, back to the ethics stuff. So yes, yeah, she's filed been... an ethics complaint. Mm -hmm. um, wants him to resign, and um, but this isn't the first time that. Well, I mean, it is the first ethics complaint. Well, no, I'm saying, filed. but as far as people calling for him to resign has happened before. There's even yes. been citizens to write to the paper expressing the the same sentiment Fair, that they apparently wish. Apparently, I can't untag myself since I'm not a. a administrator. Anymore. That's what you get. <laughs> I mean, it seems like I should be able to untag myself. And I, I probably can from the computer. It's probably some stupid thing with the phone. Well, yeah, because, you know, the phone can't do everything. Or most things. Anyway, so, yeah, he uh, he actually posted something last night um, about how he represents people 18 to 35 and that there's so many people in this community who want them to shut up or go away and that that's not going to happen under his watch. So is I, his... I started to send him a Facebook message privately, just saying, you know, I agree with you. There are, I think, people who want them to shut up. Mm -hmm. And you do represent a lot of those people. But when he says things like that, I think it further annoys people who are already annoyed with him. Yeah. Who are not in that 18 to 35 group, who feels feel that he panders and caters to one specific demographic. Well, then the fact and, that, and, is, you know, is he basically saying that because of the people he he caters to, or that's the implication. Is that, is that his behavior there? Therefore, is well acceptable. I, no, for... no, 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 no. I think the implication that I took from that is 
that people are focusing this negative attention on him because they don't like the demographic that he is working for. And see, I wouldn't, I mean, me personally wouldn't have gathered that. I just saw it as him continuing to take or make several political missteps that are starting to really catch up to him. Yeah, I don't, I don't, you know, because his statement was just, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm here for these people and some people don't like that. Because there's more than those so people me, living in his district. So I think the implication <laughs> is that, that that's what people really don't like is the fact that he's standing up for these people. You know, I mean, I know neither one of us live here in Milledgeville anymore, and so we're kind of outsiders looking in. I mean, obviously, we work here. We spend a great deal of time yeah. here. But I do think that outside of whatever demographic he's catering to, I do think that politicians need to, you know, they, they're they kind of held to a higher standard in certain things. And, you know, if they're if you do make your mistakes, which people do, they just aren't so continuous <laughs> i mean just I, I i don't know i just there are things that i don't understand why uh, do i want to just remove the tag or do i want to block twin lakes libraries oh my gosh that is up to you because you refuse to like to let me show you how to fix it so did you block it entirely? i did so i assume that will remove the tag i'm sure it will <laughs> I, I'm so glad now, that in no the, the past few minutes me. you have now figured out how to block the place of your employee no, well, on you Facebook. Know, I, kn I already knew how to block, mm -hmm. but I clicked on remove tag on my phone, and it pops up and says, you have a choice. Mm -hmm. Do you want to remove the tag, or do you want to just block the whole tagger? So I just blocked the tag. Well, see, I'm just waiting for the day where it's yeah. like, oh, you know, like sometimes you'll go and post on, you know, the page as Very a page rare. or whatever. But you're going to be like, oh, I can't get on there. Dang it, Latoya, blah, blah, blah. I'm going to be like, you know, no, the, the let only, me point you back to the show. The only thing I thought about the other day was, you know, that if I, if I was going to do another um, reply to comments mm -hmm. thing, well, but I've already figured out what I would do. I'll just type up all my comments, send it to you, tell you to post it. Do I look uh, like your secretary? Yes. <laughs> you better have Sarah do that or something. I have enough stuff to do. That's outreach. There you go. Yeah, assistance in your name. Whatever. <laughs> in your time. <laughs> That's not to say that I, I'm your your assistant. It I does. assist. I'm the director. The, the, the assistant the director. That is <laughs> I mean, it's in your title. Whatever. Your title anyway. is to assist me. I'm pretty sure anyway. it's in your job description too. But I do anyway, think. Anyway, so as far as with the politics, I do think I, I know that you know the editor of paper has been kind of trying to get some feedback on it, and I said you know part of what I like about the article is that you know I tend to be more interested in the, the salacious, stuff. which I'm looking forward to seeing what and the Baldwin Bulletin says. I am curious too, so. um, and so their paper comes out today because yeah. um, so, they tend to be more salacious. Yeah. But, I mean, I like that that was an attention grabber. And then, of course, this morning, since yesterday, I started to actually, I get the um, the emails alerting me as to what's in the paper that day. And normally, I just delete them, even though I paid for that subscription. Um, so, this morning, I, I opened it. I thought you the library subscription. No, I, well, I paid for the electronic subscription. Oh, yeah. I, like, thought the, I thought the library, I thought when you got a print subscription, you got an e-subscription. You have to pay for the, you have to pay for that. Oh. So, I actually did that. But, um, I didn't know you had money, but okay. I don't. It was like, it wasn't very expensive and who knows, there might be loophole. I was wondering why I haven't had to renew yet. So I'm wondering if there are any like loopholes or something. And I know they had some issues 
with the software early on. It was very difficult this morning to read that follow-up article mm -hmm. because it, even when you said like you would go to the first page, like, oh, what's on A1 or whatever, it yeah. didn't actually include the article that you saw if you were looking at like the, the, um, the thumbnail image of the paper. It did not show that article. So I actually had to read it by blowing up the actual page mm -hmm. to read through it and then going through to like it continued on page five and even that too wasn't in the list of it was it was complicated but because I really wanted to read it I went and dealt with all that confusion so um anyway moving on from from politics I have been semi watching um American Idol only because Kenrick watches it so I mean there are times where I'm subjected to seeing it um, I don't even know what season this one is. I don't know if it's like 13 or something like that. But the ratings um, keep dropping. Might up, might be the last. One. I know. Well, speaking of that, was it a week or two ago? Um, Duck Dynasty, its season finale, apparently mm -hmm. was the most watched show, beating out Survivor. I, still, I mean, American it. Idol. Kenrick and I finally on Sunday. We once I got our TV fixed because we had another issue with our box. Um, it happened to be on the channel that Duck Dynasty mm -hmm. runs on. And so I was like, okay, I'm going to watch an episode of this. I'm like, you know, we've heard a lot about it. People are like, oh, Duck Dynasty. Oh. So I'm like, okay, let's, um, let's, let's watch it. So we watched two episodes back to back because they're only 30 minute episodes. Right. And. Did you love it? Someone, I forgot who it was that said that Duck Dynasty is like, oh, I think it was on the Today Show yesterday. Was, is like like Seinfeld in that it's a show about nothing. I mean, you know, you just follow these people around and the, the episode that we saw, um, you know, like the mate, the patriarch and his sons came over to his house and went and got one of his, like his, an old boat that he had because they wanted to go get some, I don't know if it was crawdads or something. Mm -hmm. And they didn't check to see that the, if the boat was plugged and they took it out on the water and got in it and it sunk with them in it. And I mean, it's just these random things. It's not, so, I mean, is it, is it an actual show or is it one of those things like, you know, a lot of the, the, you know, it's not reality, it's actuality where it's obviously scripted. You know? Um, you could look at it either way. Cause, Cause I like mean, a lot of those scenarios... towing shows, like, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever, those things are obviously fake, but I mean, it looks like, it's a mix of both because on one of the episodes, the, the, the son, I don't think he's the oldest, but he's the CEO of the company, Duck Commander, um, he bought a wine vineyard, but there were no, he bought it online, <laughs> an auction. Okay. <laughs> and there was no, I mean, there were no grapes on the property, nothing. And I mean, it was just kind of this whole, okay, we're going to make some wine. And, and so they go to the store and buy grapes in bulk, even though like, you know, the, the wine grapes are different from regular grapes. Yeah. And then they all try to do this, you know, like moshing it up and stuff. And then they do the whole Lucy thing where they're all in the, it, it is a very, it's a very redneck show. Yeah. Um, they even, you know, they, they're self-professed rednecks. This is just who they are. And so I can see maybe why there's such a wide appeal. It's just like anything else where you're watching a train wreck. Like if you're watching Honey Boo Boo or whatever, you're mm -hmm. watching because it's like, are these people for real? But I don't, I don't, 
I don't think I'll, I'll watch it again. I mean, there was no like, oh my gosh, I really want to see what happens next and what they do. And it just, for me, it just felt like another, hmm. another show. Yeah, I still haven't watched it. It's on all the time. But yeah. I just... Yeah, the episodes that we watched were from 2012. They just happened to be showing it back to back. And I was like, well, let me go ahead and just, you know, because with these types of shows, you don't necessarily have to start from the beginning. They always recap. Even within the, you know, the the intro, they basically tell Mm -hmm. you what the show's about. And, I mean, you know, the characters are interesting. I mean, you know, but I I don't see why it's, like, Mm -hmm. a number one show right now. Yeah, for some reason, uh, you know, I I told you I was driving by a church Mm -hmm. around here, and they had a sign up saying, you know, that the 10th, May 10th or something was, like, you know, Duck Dynasty Night at 5 o'clock. And I was like, I mean, is it religious? Yeah. Well, okay, the the patriarch and stuff is very, yes, he is a, a religious guy. Like, he's not a religious nut, but they will talk about God in the episodes. When they um, when I saw it on the Today Show, they were interviewing him because he just put out a new book, which I was going to mention to Jared to see if he can add it to a future order. Um, yes, the, being a Christian is very much a part of who he is now because apparently, you know, he refers to how his life was before and, you know, I guess ever since he found Jesus, everything was great. And um, But yeah, that is a big part of who he is. And it is a part of the show. Um, you always see the ending of the show is that the whole family is sitting around the dinner table, eating together, that kind of stuff. But I mean, it was, it was, it was interesting. I just, it's now, not why, something I'll why, why, why do they have the ZZ Top beards? Because they're rednecks. They live in this, this, I guess, hole in the wall place in louisiana i think or something i don't know but i mean like i mean it's it was interesting because they'd even go to a neighbor's house and they were just as country and and redneck as they are yeah (laughs) but they're they seem to be very i mean when you hear them speak to each other just even when he was on the today show he's really like the person you would go you know across the street and talk to he's just that they're just that type of people Mm -hmm. Um, so, I mean, maybe that's a part of the appeal is that, yeah, they have a lot of money, but they really are rednecks at heart and they're going to do whatever as if they don't have mm-hmm. the money. So, I mean, you know, it's, it's, yeah, I guess it's a family friendly show because one of the segments was the, um, the son, the CEO buying his son, um, a vehicle because his son would borrow his, mm-hmm. like his wife wouldn't let him borrow hers. And he told, she told the husband, you know, oh, if you're, you know, if you don't buy him a new, a, a vehicle of his own, then, you know, he's just going to have to keep taking yours. Cause he, in that episode, he'd like brought home the, the truck and there was like no gas in it mm-hmm. or something. So in the end they bought him, he bought him a vehicle cause he said he didn't want for his children to, be spoiled, you know, so he didn't buy him a brand new vehicle. It was a couple of years old and mm-hmm. stuff. And, but I mean, yeah, it's, it's, I mean, I can understand why it's some people's cup of tea, but you know, if it's on TV and I happen to be watching it, that's one thing, but I'm not gonna, you know, go out of my way to watch it. So I did want to at least see it so that I knew what people were talking about. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it wouldn't hurt to catch an episode. I mean, I think maybe just in even seeing one, you'd kind of understand the appeal, but I don't understand why it's, well, no, I think it really is the whole looking at people and seeing how, you know, oh my gosh, this is so different, you know, or like, it's almost like a carnival act, you know. Well, it's just, that, would, that would make sense for people who don't live around here. But uh, around here, it's people huge. who see redneck mm-hmm. stuff every day, I don't know why they embrace I don't know, maybe because culture. it's, I guess now that it's on, you know, well, it's not network, but it's on 
you know, cable TV and the manner in which it's being shown, I guess, is a little bit more. It's like, oh, you know, we can be real rednecks and have our own show and we well, can it's be just millionaires. A continu- and- it's just, you know, in the 60s, they did these things and it was called, you know, um, Beverly Hillbillies mm-hmm. and Green Acres and Petticoat Junction. Yep. Now they can just actually use real rednecks. Yeah, they, um, <laughs> in one of the segments, they showed the grandfather with the grandkids. He has like four, or the father, the patriarch. With his grandkids, they had four of them. And, you know, they're real girly girls. And so him and, I guess, their Uncle Cy or something had to babysit them for a little bit while the mom went to go see about the the wine thing. And he was like, you know, basically they didn't want to have to do it. But in the end, like, Cy ends up, they put all his makeup on him and he was acting all, you know, feminine. And the um, patriarch was like, you know, I don't have time for this. But in between all that... They had taken the girls out to, like, you know, I guess go set up something in terms of the ducks. And they were in the mud and getting all messy. And they brought them home and they hosed them down. And, you know, you got these little girls, you know, shrilling all over the place. And um, (laughs) then when they're done, they're like, okay, um, let's see about making some dinner. So he pulls out this big catfish. And they're outside, you know, and just skins the thing right there. And I mean, you actually see it on TV and they keep, they show the girls faces like, oh my God, I can't believe you're doing this. Mm-hmm. But I mean, again, it's a, it's a cute little show, but not one that I'm going to keep watching. So, uh, we watched Ted last night. I Finally. thought it was, um, it was pretty funny. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the, all the stuff with Flash Gordon, I loved, I love the Flash Gordon movie. <laughs> and uh, when they first showed the kid watching it when he was little, I said to, to remind Carrie, you I, said, I, I said, hey, they're watching Flash Gordon. And I didn't realize that was going to be like a huge yeah. part of the movie. Um, and, uh, you know, all the stuff with the, the guy who played Flash Gordon was funny. Although it, it was reminiscent of uh, the MPH stuff from uh, Harold and Kumar. Mm-hmm. But um, it was still amusing. Um, I loved when the neighbor came over and his name was Ming. And, uh, you know, that was good stuff. And uh, Mila Kunis was cute. Um it's uh, raining away. Somebody calling me from Waycross. I we'll gotta take, take the call. that. All right. Hello. It was a spam call. Um, I was in Waycross. I don't know anybody in Waycross I know. except you know Kel's relatives. Yeah, yeah. But <laughs> but yeah, you're, it seems like you're. Well, I mean, when the flurry of children's movies come out, you're always in the movie seeing those. But other ones in between. Um, yeah, we're supposed really to go. To see much. We're supposed to go out. Let's go. Carrie don't like going to the movies. Uh, we're supposed to go out Epic, on the eighteenth. Right? Um, yeah, Carrie's like, oh, we can see Star Trek or Iron Man three or whatever. Um, probably uh, I'll see Iron Man three since I'm not too keen on the Star Trek stuff. <laughs> I did buy a Star Trek uh, magazine yesterday when I was at the grocery store. Really? Um, but it has a lot of stuff about real Trek, and then it has some stuff about the new movie and stuff. And, um, there was, um, I think there's a new commercial out. I don't know if they showed it this morning on you uh, the, the one with uh, the two spots. Yeah, yeah, I thought that was pretty funny. I want to see the whole thing because they showed portions of it and all that. But I was like, oh, that is pretty awesome. Well, it's just interesting. This one it has you know side by side pictures of all the original actors next to their replacements, and um, I tell you, all the new people. Uh, first of all, they're also small. Mm-hmm. And even in those pictures, I mean, they're so airbrushed looking. Um, but, I mean, you look at Leonard Nimoy, even when he was playing Spock, and then you look at Zachary Quinto, and Quinto looks like a, a damn China doll. And, uh, and, well, certainly and Zoe Saldane or whatever Saldana. her name is. Mm-hmm. She, 
I mean, next to you know the the girl who played Ahura. I mean, Ahura was actually a woman. Was it Michelle Nichols? Yeah. yeah. I mean, she was actually a woman. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. You absolutely. Know? And this Zoe person looks like you could break her with your one hand. Yeah. They all even, of the original Chris cast look like real people. Chris yeah. Pine. You know, I mean, I mean, he looks fine and he's built, but you put him next to that picture of William Shatner, mm-hmm. and he looks like he's half the person. <laughs> like literally half the well, parts. but I mean Shatner, Shatner, yeah. you know, I mean he had it all squeezed yeah, into yeah. a girdle and stuff. I mean he was fit back then, but even still, but, they they used real people. Yeah, I just it's very disturbing to me. Well, I mean, it, and it's not it's not true with every reboot because I mean you look Daniel Craig to me does not look like James Bond. No, to me he does not. I'm mm-hmm. sorry, but at least he is a solid person. Yeah, know? he's not. Yeah, I mean he's he you know he's. I'm not talking about whether he's ripped or not. Yeah, he's, 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 he's a, a man. solid yes, looking he is, person. Right. He's built in a similar manner to how Sean Connery was when he was playing Bond. If anything, I think, you know, maybe uh, he's a little bit thicker than Connery was at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know why they decided to go this route with the Star Trek actors, but. I think that's the case with just about everything now. This morning on, I guess it was Today Show, they were talking about how, um, like, Abercrombie, Abercrombie and Fitch, mm-hmm. how they only cater to a specific demographic. And I'm like, why is this news? Everybody knows that. Because apparently they don't have, their sizes go up to size 10. Yeah. That's it. They don't have large. They don't have extra large. They don't do any of that stuff. But they're not the first. And I mean, you know, they even say they cater to, you know, I guess they say the attractive people or whatever. <laughs> Is that what they say? Well, apparently the CEO, I think, had said that at some point a couple of years back. Wow. Was that, yeah, they're, you know, they're only after a specific body type. Um, because, you know, they're like, it's not uncommon to go into one of their stores and see guys without their shirts on and that kind of thing. And, you know, I'm like, well, if that's the case and if that's the, 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 the culture of the company... Why would yeah. I, as a person who definitely does not fit into that mold, want to wear their clothes? And why would I bitch about not being able to if they so clearly are saying, well, we don't want you fatties. Yeah. <laughs> so so yeah. I'm like, you know, I don't really see, I, I don't know. It's, it's, it's still shocking to me that no, like plus size models, which I guess is normal people size, mm-hmm. aren't more featured in stuff even to this point because they said at this point 60 percent of um americans are overweight which you know i'm surprised it's that low i thought it would be yeah, higher yeah. but you know i'm like but, i want to see more real people but at the same time though um you know you, you put a an actual look actual woman in these ads and who's the first people who starts bitching about how fat she is and you know that looks terrible it's women you know, for every one woman, it's like, you know, I am so glad to see a realistic looking woman. There's 10 more on the internet going, you know, that why are they putting that chunky girl on there? Or she's but I really, certainly she's don't really, want to see skinny people. You know, Christina Aguilera's really got, she's turned into a pig. You know, I mean, women love to jump on that <laughs> Well, crap. I think part of it too, though, in, in terms of Christina's case, is when you allow yourself to fit into that Hollywood mold, and then, you'll, then you're like, you know, oh, super tiny, and then you go and you put on real weight. And it's like, I mean, I think it's almost like a shock. Like, wait a second, you were this person, now you're this. Which is the way I don't know how pretty to... much everybody else in the world did. Everybody, when you're in high school and college... Or skinny and Generally, yeah. not everyone. Some people are just always big. Mm-hmm. But in general, everybody, you know, 
you look at them when they're 35 compared to when they're <laughs> You're 20. Like, oh my gosh. And they're twice the person. Yeah, yeah. You know, maybe more in some cases. You know, so I mean, I, I don't see why everybody should jump over her. And it's no different than, you know, the other pretty girl you knew in college who's now a actual regular sized person. I think, though, part of it is that in the, in the scope of time that it happens, because, you know, that person can sometimes be skinny one minute and a couple months later you see that they've blown up and it's like well you know i think the expectation is that because you're in well i'm saying like maybe the expectation because of the you know the profession that you have is that part of you being a celebrity is that you need to you know keep your mouth shut and stay skinny possibly no i'm just saying uh, that's like a part of their job and even actors in hollywood have said that that, you know, they're supposed to be a certain way because that's how they're being presented. It's because to... everybody's just going to tear them apart on the internet the <laughs> second they're not. I'm, I'm just saying, from... the reason that is, is because we, all of us, mm-hmm. make it that way. Yeah, no, I, I mean, I don't doubt that. I'm just saying, I would not mind seeing real people in ads. Not necessarily, because when they say plus size, I think it's funny because... You know, yeah. a regular person size, not even someone like me who have roles and all that fun stuff, is considered plus size. And I'm like, for me, I like looking at them because I can realistically see what my body type might look like in those clothes or something. Whereas when it's some skinny person, I look at it and I'm like, oh, that is totally fabulous, but I sure as heck am never going to fit into something like that. That's what they're trying to sell you, though, is the notion that, you know, if I wear that, I'll be hot, too. Yeah, no. I mean, I think it takes a while for you to condition your mind to be like, you know what, this is who I am, and yeah, that skinny person can fit into all this crazy type of stuff, but you know what, real people have curves and booty and boobs <laughs> that a lot of these, these um, you know, models don't have, mm-hmm. so, you know. It and that's, just... that's just the men. <laughs> But anyway, moving, I don't even know how we got to... We were talking to, about that. Uh, I was talking about what stick figures these Star Trek actors Oh, are. yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I do plan on seeing Star Trek when it opens. Um, I think, what, next week? Friday, I believe it is? Yeah. So um, I'm going to see that with my brother and my hubby, because we saw last week Iron Man 3, which um, to me was definitely not better than the other two. But I mean, it was still good. Um, I know we were talking yesterday about how you... Yeah, most most reviews I've said have suggested that it's it's at least as good, if not better, than two. But a lot of people don't feel it's as good as the first one, which I, I thought the second one was not nearly as good as the first one. Yeah, the, the first one, yeah, it, that is the best one. The second one I thought was still very good, and to me this one was just okay, you know. So, I mean, it's just been a gradual progression. I felt the second one was saved by... Robert Downey Jr.'s charm, mm-hmm. um, you know, because I mean the villains were not very interesting, um, you know. I and and, and the, the whole story arc, I, I was I'm not a huge fan of the Tony as a drunk uh, story arc either. Um, I mean, was he not in the comics? He was. Okay, you just didn't like that they played that up more. Well, I mean, you know, for a storyline, you know, it was okay, I guess, but I was in no. You know, I, what I liked about the first Iron Man was that, ultimately, it's almost a feel-good movie. Mm-hmm. I mean, he starts out as being an ass, but he's a funny ass. Yeah. Then he gets brought kind of low, but not a depressing kind of low. Um, and then he get, puts on the armor, and he goes, becomes a better person, and he kicks a bunch of ass. Mm-hmm. That's a good, feel-good movie. The second one is about some crazy Russian dude who has a fondness <laughs> for birds, and I don't know if he ever got his bird back. And, uh, <laughs> and then... 
you know, Tony becomes an alcoholic who treats his girlfriend and his best friend like crap. The best friend basically steals a set of armor for the United States government, and uh, and then it ends. I mean, you well, know, there's, there's still some bit, good bits in yeah, it. Yeah, and there's a little bit more but, of that in the third. And yeah, and that's, yeah. you know. Because I know you, we were discussing how you just absolutely despise or just you don't like the fact that these superhero um, hero movies are being made catering to a more adult audience despite them pushing, you know, toys and all this other stuff that are for kids. Yeah. Very well knowing that these kids that they're selling all this stuff to who are going to be excited and want to see it really shouldn't be seeing that movie. Yeah, I mean, I don't know why some of these movies can't be PG instead of PG thirteen. Um, and they're, you know, the the first cut of the, the upcoming Superman movie was is was getting a PG rating, and the studio is actually going wait, 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 and they're looking to actually put more stuff in to get it a PG thirteen. Um, I told you, I, I think the part that's... of it is the the appeal of oh, it's a thirteen, so there's going to be something extra, well, you know, yeah, in there. Somehow but... PG has become associated with you know G. And, you know, um, PG is parental guidance. Yeah. Which should be what all these movies are. PG-13 means that you should, you should practically be, a, a, you know, in junior high before you're seeing it. Um, you know. Uh, and so, I, you know, I thought The Avengers, which was a PG-13 movie, was fine. Um, Julian liked, liked it. But, but they could have easily cut one or two little teeny tiny things that got a PG because there wasn't that much PG-13 in there to me. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I, you know, Iron Man 2, for instance, I w- I'm not going to let Julian see that at any point soon. Well, and 3. I mean, it's just too yeah. dark and, you know. And, and you know, I, I'm in no hurry for Julian to, to see Tony Stark running around as a drunk fool. I mean, I, you know, I think we're so afraid of having actual honest-to-God heroes. You know, the first movie, at least, yeah, he starts out as an ass, but then he becomes a better person. I guess they want why, to why do we then him, have to see him become an ass again? Well, I guess they want to make it as real as, as possible. But, the, but And to me, that's insulting, though. That, that implies the notion that there are no real heroic figures in the world. And there are. There are good people. I'm not saying I'm one. You know, I mean, I'd like to be, but there are people I've met who just seem like genuinely good people. You who know? don't need all the extra added curse yeah. words. And... Well, and they're not always perfect, mm-hmm. but they're not going to go blow up their own freaking house and attack their best friend and hang out with whores. Well, yeah. <laughs> because they're yeah. depressed, you know. I mean, they try and do the right thing. There's nothing wrong with having a heroic character. And I think people deep down inside want heroic characters i think we want them but we still want the realism you know so i mean it's in finding that balance of not being so totally cookie cutter and you know pollyanna and you know still having kind of that little extra oomph in there of realism but i mean i like in terms of with man of steel I would not mind if it's a PG movie. I mean, the way I, I think of Superman as the most wholesome out of, you know, any of the superheroes I personally know. And so I don't need to see him, you know, in a situation that I wouldn't necessarily think of him being But they in. want it to be PG-13 because all the people, like you just said, who want their realism, if you want to call it realism, mm-hmm. um, are going to look at it and go, well, you know, Iron Man was PG-13. This is only pg this must just be for Junior. Yeah. You know, and 
rather than it being There's like, no oh, this reason. is a movie I can take my kids to, to me, and enjoy it as well. To me, even the, the Christopher Nolan Batman movies, which I really like, but I would never let my son see mm-hmm. until he's much older. You know, I think it's a shame that I, you know, I could, I could immediately say, oh yeah, there's no way I'm going to let my son see this Batman movie. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're going to do a grown-up Batman movie, make it a freaking R-rated movie. Do what you really want to do and show him banging some supermodel mm-hmm. and hanging around naked in the shower and throwing out curse words mm-hmm. and, you know, beating somebody half to death with a tire iron. That's what you want to do. That's realism. That's what would happen if some guy was really out there. Kick-ass is closer to, to that than, mm-hmm. you know, than, than Batman. That's what people apparently want to see. They want to see Batman out there blowing the head off some bad guy. So make it an R-rated movie. Don't play with it. I think you're right. It is you know? playing with it. They want to be able to push the limits yeah. on it being a 13 without getting all, you know, really, yeah. really into an R. And if you want to do a real Batman movie, I, I'm sorry, I don't think... That you couldn't do it at PG. You can show him having foibles. I mean, all the all the only thing they usually do to make it to get a PG thirteen is they throw in a few you know shits, mm-hmm. goddams, and apparently don't be a pussy. Because I know uh, Tony Stark says that some little kid. Yeah, yeah. All right. All of those things you could change dialogue and, and, and not get have, a PG thirteen. Right, and still have the intended meaning yes. behind. Um, you know and. You know, you could cut down a little bit on the gore. You know? I mean, you know, if if you show me a character, you, you have the POV of the camera as the guy is holding a gun and he points the gun at the camera and you know he's pointing at the guy's head and he pulls the trigger. It's still, yeah, yeah. I know what happened. Mm-hmm. He just blew that guy's head off. You don't need to see all of you it. You know? And, and I'm not, not hey, always, hey, anyway. I, I love slasher movies. Mm-hmm. I love an R-rated movie. But they're not, they're not bringing out, you know... Um, you know, Cabin in the Woods action figures and advertising it on Disney XD. <laughs> you know? That's true. That um, is true. But if, if you're promoting, like yesterday, Julian bought a Dark Knight Rises Batman action figure. Um, a movie that he's not going to see. A movie that he will too. never see until yeah. he's, you know, probably twice the age he is now. <laughs> um, and I just think it's, it's so strange that I can go into Walmart and see row after row after row of all these toys for movies that I can't imagine. And, you know, every time I do go to see one of these, I do see little kids at them. Which is sad. Yes. Yeah. And, hey, I'm not saying, you know, every kid is different. Um, Even still. <laughs> every kid is different. And I and there is nothing that I would not discuss with my son. We've talked about sex. We've talked about gay marriage. We've talked about different religions. We've talked about, uh, we had a friend who was hit by a train the other day and killed. And we talked about that. And, you know, I don't mind talking about those things. But some things are just too intense for a child. Especially you know, to they, see they, it. Yeah, they make, they make you cry yeah. or they make you have bad dreams. or they It's just too intense, mm-hmm. you know. And I don't want to have to explain to him, you know, yeah, Batman, this character that he looks up to, you know. Yeah, he, he sat around for eight years letting people get killed left and right because he felt bad because one guy had died that he wasn't able to save. So he sat around and did nothing for eight years. You know, and the only thing that gets him back into the suit is because his mommy's necklace was stolen. <laughs> you know, I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm not into that. No, and I like the movie. I, I enjoyed the movie from a grown-up standpoint, but I just think it's a terrible movie for to be in any way aimed at kids. 
I mean, what lesson are you imparting? What is wrong with teaching kids to aspire to be good people? You know, like I said, Batman didn't put back on the suit in Dark Knight Rises because it was the right thing to do. He did it because some hot girl broke into his house and stole his mommy's necklace. <laughs> right, and yeah. he's like, you know what? I'm going to go find that chick. <laughs> this is, it reminds me how fun this is. You know, he, he became Batman because his mother and father, whom he loved dearly, were killed in front of him by a criminal. Right. He would not sit around for eight years in his, in his mansion growing a scraggly beard like the guys on Duck Dynasty because he was depressed. Well, I think even if he did sit around for eight years, it would be something bigger than that, and it would have taken something a heck of a lot bigger to get him out of, you know. Yeah. yeah. It, it, to me, that immediately displays such a fundamental non-understanding of the character that it's, you know, I, I, I partially don't want Julian to see it just because I don't want him to have that misconception of the character in his head. You know? Bam. No, I mean, very, very true. I mean, obviously, I don't have kids. So, you know, there are a lot of things that you talk about that I will never have to deal with personally. I mean, I, I am a stepmom, which I was, again, reminded about yesterday. But, you know, I think that when it comes to those types of things, I tend to be a lot more strict, you know, with the kids. And much like you in that, it's like, no, this is not appropriate for them to see. Um, but I think because I'm not a parent, that sometimes it can go more to the extreme side, you know? Yeah. And so just because I don't know what that balance really is. Um, but yeah, my nephew saw um, Iron Man 3, but he's about to turn 11. Yeah. And, and you, you know, know. The, yeah, there, there were things in there that, you know, again, even that scene that I wasn't really comfortable with if, if I had, you know, brought him with me. But yeah, I mean, I think that maybe, ten, and he saw it with his mom, so, yeah. you know. But, but and yeah, every I mean, kid is different. I mean, some kids at 11 still shouldn't see that movie. Right, exactly. But some kids at 11. I'm sure I do not. think that, though, you're right in that, you know, if they're going to be catering or, you know, trying to get kids to go see the movie, if if they're going to do that, then there should be a version, you know, as silly as it might be that they put out a version that's more kid-friendly. Well, no, they used to do that. Really? Um, I remember back in the 80s, there was a movie called Excalibur. Mm -hmm. And even today, you, you can see to both versions of it on television sometimes. This is before PG-13. They had a PG version and they had an R version. And you could go, you know, sometimes they would show the like PG version at like 7 o'clock show and then the R at the 9.30 or 10 o'clock show. And, um, and it was because, you know, the, the assumption was that, you know, kids would be interested in seeing this movie about King Arthur and his knights. And so they had a version that had, that took out the graphic sex scene between uh, Arthur and Morgan Le Fay mm -hmm. and took out some of the, um, the gore and cut out some of the background scenes where there'd be like topless women running around and stuff. It was the same movie, but it was just, it was, I think it's actually like 12 minutes shorter, mm -hmm. you know. And, um, and, and you, you thought know, it was fine even that version compared to the... Well, yeah, I mean, it's still a good movie. Yeah. I mean, you know, I mean, I, I'm a, a grown, mostly heterosexual male, so I mean, I like boobs. So, I mean, I, I usually will mostly watch the R-rated version. Mostly or you say mostly grown? Mostly, uh, mostly heterosexual. I mean, I, I will appreciate a good-looking man. Well, I'm comfortable enough with, yeah. with myself to, to say that. You like your you Michael know. Clark Duncan in there. <laughs> that's right, yeah. My Ving Rhames, yeah. Yeah, yeah that's, yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, I, and, and I don't see why they can't do that. Um, and, I mean, I think that actually is a great idea. Um, because, yeah, you want for kids to be able to, 
enjoyed and like in the case of these um, comic book characters for them to get as interested in that so that maybe they do pick up the comic books but if you can't even take the child to the movie well then... these days you know I'm not sure unfortunately you know I would just let Julian loose in the comic book store um, <clears throat> you know I mean any particular random anymore, Batman so. issue you pick up <laughs> might have somebody being shown literally shot in the face mm -hmm. or any of that kind of stuff um and you know Julian, uh, he's he's six, but he still doesn't quite understand um, everything, j just because of you know he's grown up with two married parents. Um, you know, he was talking about who 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 are all the Robins, and so I was telling him all the different Robins mm -hmm. there's been, and, and I said there's Damien. Damien was the most recent Robin. That was Batman's son. I said, but you know he, they just killed him, and uh, and he was like, oh, well, who was Batman married to? And I said, well, you know Damien's mother was Talia Al Ghul, who draws Al Ghul's daughter. Mm -hmm. So that was who Damien's mother was. And he was like, so when did they get married? And I said, well, they didn't get married. And he was like, well, how did they have a kid? And I was like, well, you don't have to be married to have a child. Right. I said, it's just good to do that. And I said, but, I said, yeah, they weren't married. He was like, That's just, that doesn't make sense. <laughs> you know. So, in a way, I, I envy him that he still lives in that uh, kind of world. But um, I know the ignorance of a child. Oh, you know. beautiful. Well, and you know, you, you let him see Dark Knight Rises one time, and all that's gone. That yeah. So, anyway. well, I wonder how long you'll be able to hold on that to that for? Because I mean, you know, once you get into well, I mean, just in school, Although when I was little, that... when I was little, the majority of kids in my class, I mean, the majority of them were in households where both parents were there. Well, no, I'm saying, though, that um, in terms of but I mean, now exposure it's not the to case. stuff that, yeah, exactly, exposure um, to things that, and as in the example of families of divorce and stuff, that he's going to learn about in school before you hmm. even get to talk to him about it. I mean, that'll be what prompts you to talk to him about it, is hmm. because, you know, he finds out something shocking at school that he's like, oh, I don't, you know, yeah. I don't know anything about this, how is this possible? But yeah, I mean, I hate that kids do, nowadays, have to grow up faster. Than, than they it's did because before. it's because uh, the movie studios want you to take your five year old to see Iron Man three, <laughs> and then by the time Clearly. they're nine, you know, they're they're you know ready to go look at porn on the internet. Oh jeez. Yeah. So I right mean, now I've um, I'm you know I, I've accepted the fact that my hobby is television watching. That's just that's not a I, hobby. It is. I'm a hobby. See, some people like to go out and do other stuff. I love being able and now that you know there's well, Netflix and all this stuff where you can like series that you've never that you yeah. know been on and you haven't I'm not seen sure before. That I get it's my hobby. hobby. It is my hobby. That's, that's, that's an enjoyable pastime. No, that is my hobby. I will oh. go back and watch all look these. Look at the definition of hobby. Whatever. Fine, look it up. I think there's there's got to be some. <laughs> But no, in the past couple months, I have been absorbing various television shows. Um, That's like, uh, let, let me sign this for a minute. What? Look it up. Look right, we're, it we're, up. We're, we're back. Yeah, he had to say something <laughs> inappropriate <laughs> off the air as if we, you know, there's nothing inappropriate we say. But, that, but no, it that's is, my hobby. Okay, yeah. I, I try to indulge in that. don't need to I try to indulge that in that anytime I can. Um, anyway, so I've been watching a lot of television recently. Um... I've gone back in the last couple months. I've seen all seven years of West Wing, which I really, really enjoyed. And I was telling Barry that what's so interesting is that despite it being off the air since I think like 05 or 06, the the storylines, all of that is still extremely relevant to today. So it's almost like, you know, we're really not progressing anywhere if we're still <laughs> having the same issues we had, you know, decades ago. 
Um, I watched Arrested Development, which is about to come back out on um, Netflix um, as an original series. So they're what? Okay. From this initial definition, mm -hmm. your your television watching would qualify. Okay. However, when we get into all of the examples, okay. Well, of course, it was an example. A hobby is a regularly undertaken activity that is done for pleasure, typically during one's leisure time. TV. Hobbies can include the collection of themed items and objects. Right, the collection of watching all these shows. But you're not even like buying the DVD set. No, you're no, no. Like, I, I bought. They're on Netflix. Yeah. They're still collected. Tinkering. I tinker with my DVR sports. bonds. I don't want to talk about your tinkering. <laughs> Playing sports. Engaging in creative and artistic pursuits. Mm -hmm. Along with many more examples. By continually participating in a particular hobby, one can acquire substantial skill and knowledge in that area. Sure. So you might have knowledge in that area. I'm not sure what skill comes from watching other things. But, but yeah, it's still a hobby. It is my hobby. I do. That is what I use to relax. That is what I use to, you know, that is so my... If, if I told you I enjoy sitting around watching pornography, would you call that a hobby? I mean, if you, you told me that... To. Yeah, you would have to. Yeah, if you told me that was you your that hobby, that in fact that's what you sit around and do all day long, okay, then that is your <laughs> you hobby. You would have to because, because you're watching... You know, Duck Dynasty. It is not a us. traditional hobby. There's not, you know, a traditional <laughs> See, to definition me, a of hobby. A hobby involves more um, active participation. But I do. I watch these shows more often than not. I'm w reading on Wikipedia things that about the show, <laughs> yeah. about the characters, about the actors. It's just to me, you know, like collecting stuff, mm -hmm. you know, trying to actively get all of something. That's a hobby. Well, uh, I have to, you know the, the tricks that I have to do sometimes or, to get all the, the episodes that I need to that's, see. That tends to be illegal activity. <laughs> but uh, no, I mean, so yes, it's not the traditional definition of hobby, per se, as, as most people would think of it. But it is my hobby. So yeah, arrest, West Spring arrest, Arrested Development. I watched Freaks and Geeks. Um, House of Cards, which I thought I would not like because it had Kevin Spacey. Is a really really good show, mm -hmm. um, and then I'm I'm in the midst of finishing up Breaking Bad, which is in its last season on the air. Um, I finished the fourth season, and the fifth season was split in half. So this next half of the fifth season starts back in August. So I'm hoping to watch the first eight episodes, which I believe is not on Netflix right now, but I will find it um, the first eight before I I start to watch the um watch it in real time. Um, as it finishes but it's been really really interesting I didn't think I'd get into it like each time I pick up a series is because I, I end up I think going to the same article or like I don't know if it's a list by IMDB or something of the greatest TV shows or whatever right. and of course more often than not you're going to find more recent shows towards the top Yeah. and you know Fireflies on there but I'm like oh I've already seen that there's other stuff that I've seen um, and I'm, I was like I saw Breaking Bad I was like oh, okay let me give this a a shot and have enjoyed it. I keep wanting, I keep telling myself I'm going to watch Six Feet Under um, because it has, you know, Dexter. I watched um, the first episode. Yeah. And I mean, you know, I like Michael C. Clark or Hall and Hall, is it? Uh, yeah, it is Michael Hall. Michael. Yeah. Um, yeah, Michael C. Hall and Peter Krause, who's on Parenthood now. Um, I know that they, I think, are siblings in Six Feet Under or something. Oh. So, but yeah, I, I'm thinking of maybe doing that next. But I tend to do like a really heavy series followed by a lighter one and then a heavy 
just because I mean, you know, I'm already emotional and messed up. Anyway, I don't need to. I read books, and uh, <laughs> sometimes, yeah, if I read something that's real heavy or uh, whatever, then you'll I'll have just to read, read something like a novel or something. Yeah, something yeah. Like but um, so yeah. Anything else going on, really? I, I know so. you said so. How long is it before you hit your your weight goal? Uh, I have forty seven pounds to go. So, but uh, next month on the sixteenth will be one year that I've been on it. So, jeez, mine. I'm using this new tracker, which because you continue to refuse to use the yeah. Well, this new one that I'm doing is program. in in conjunction with my up band. It's called Lose It. And what you do is you put in what you're, like, you'll tell it how much you weigh, all this stuff, and then what your ideal weight goal is. And it will tell you what day you'll actually hit that goal. And so, of course, as you put in stuff, it will fluctuate. Okay. But, yeah, I think yesterday That's an odd prediction. Looking, well, no, it's pretty cool because you tell it, you know, I put that, yeah, you know, what my weight no goal is, how much... Um, I plan to, well, how much I plan to, to lose per week and the amount of daily caloric intake that you plan on having, or, you know, it, it tells you what you should be taking in, in order to reach that. So I think my weight goal, I would reach in, um, like, I think it said May of 2014 or something. So, I mean, cause I put that I wanted to like lose like 75 pounds or something crazy, but I mean, I know for you, it would be like, oh, okay, so that's when it says, let me half that because I'm going to go, you know, batch it crazy you know, and not eat it. What anything. you should do is do the Weight Watchers program. Nah. It works. It has worked for so many people. Okay. It's not a fad. And if you follow it, you will lose weight. But that's the case with just about anything. If you but, follow but it, if you, you'll but lose you don't weight. Have, but it's a program. You yeah, but it's just it. like your, I mean, you use yeah, the app. You, you don't go to all, meetings all, and stuff. you don't stick to any of these things you do. <laughs> this is like so why would I stick to Weight Watchers? One. No, because this Weight Watchers, with one that I'm Weight Watchers has been proven okay. to be one that people do tend to stick with. Because it is, the nice thing about it is you can eat whatever you want. You just have to control your portions. But that's the case with any other diet. But I'm telling you, <laughs> Weight Watchers works. Okay. Well, no, it because, has definitely worked for you. And it's not just me. I'm just saying you because I personally study know and, you. And, and of all the major programs out there, it is by far the most effective. Yeah, but when you're done with it, and if you fall off of it, I'm not. Like, gonna, you never. You're never done with it. That's that's the problem right there. Well, if you stop doing it, then you pack back on those pounds like that, well, that's nobody's true business. Anything. Yeah, just if like you stop it's, eating, oh. right? Yeah, of course we're gonna. <laughs> the thing is, even when you have lost your weight, you just move into the maintenance phase. Mm-hmm. But and that's the thing. You can't go on a diet. You have to decide, all right, can I follow this plan for the rest of my life? And that's what this thing has too. You do have and, a maintenance and, phase as well where, okay, I'm not looking yeah, to but gain it's, it's or just like, you know, I think sometimes just... you want to be so um, peculiar, mm -hmm. Yeah. you know, that if I told you, oh, this thing has a 99.9% .9 success rate and a billion people are doing it right now. You would go out of your way to find some Tibetan program well, that's that only exaggeration. Do, no, that's that exaggeration. That would cost you hundred and fifty dollars <laughs> to get the equipment for, and you would tell me, "Oh, it's just as good." Whatever. Because you just want to be different. Well, see, no. with your Weight Watchers, I know you don't use the pedometer or anything like that. Do you really? Does it assess how active you really are? I mean, there are, there are parts of it, yeah, but you put in could. your activity. 
You put it in but your, you all your activities. But I don't. But, but see, mine, a part of the but whole it's thing there. is me wearing my band. Yeah, it's there. Anyway, so it's great that that's you're just losing like, weight. That's just like, I, you know, it, it tracks how much water you drink. Mm -hmm. I don't put in my water because I drink plenty of water. I'm, I'm concerned about the portions. Mm -hmm. And so that's what I keep up with. You, however, could go, you know, absolutely nuts and track every single thing and use the little picture app to take pictures of your meals and all of that I don't kind of do stuff. that, but I just scan the food. It's easier yeah. when the food has a barcode. I'm just saying, I'm just saying, if you really want to lose the weight, I'm telling you, do the Weight Watchers thing. And then you don't even have to look up most things, because most things you could just say to me, you know, I feel like having a large vanilla milkshake with uh, whipped cream today, and I'll tell you how many points it is, and then you'll realize you shouldn't do that. Well, I know how many calories it is. Yeah, but don't, 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 How many calories because, I because, have for the because day. Because when you do all that, you're thinking, oh, you're, you got all these numbers in your head. I've got thousands. i got like 2,000 calories. No, no, no. you got 30 points. Is how much about, about how many points you would have. Yeah, but I have 1,600 that, that, calories. That, exactly. See? 1,600. Right. In your head, you're like, 16. That's 1,600. Which makes you think, great, I can eat until you realize right. when you go and buy yeah, do but, something but, wrong. But you, that, know, nope. you know what you do, because I've seen you do it. What's that? I have sixteen hundred points. It'll be okay if I go to eighteen hundred today. I'll just try and go to fourteen tomorrow. Oh no! But tomorrow you'll go it's to sixteen fifty. For me to do that, and then the day after that, you'll I just what I do. What I do do is during the day, I'll almost I'll hit almost my sixteen hundred, mm -hmm. and then I'm like, I I tell myself, oh well, I won't really eat any dinner. Tonight. Yeah, exactly. See, and then yeah, see, that's why if you, <laughs> you need like little numbers. See, if some if I told you, oh no, you only have thirty calories. 30 points. No, that's frustrating. I remember being on Weight Watchers, and I think at the it's, time I had like 23 points, and I was like, where am I going to eat? Like a, a pickle? Or but, I mean, exactly, it just, but, see, but see, it's the same It's the same information, whether it's 1,600 calories or your 23 points, but it's right? Your interpretation but the 23 it. makes you feel constricted because yeah. you're aware. And you uh, don't want to be on a diet you're that aware. makes you feel that you constricted. You need, everybody needs, to be constantly reminded that you're fat. Okay. Oh, I am. I I'm am fat. constantly reminded. That's why we're on a. That's where while we're on this diet plan, right? <laughs> With Weight Watchers, when I look at those teeny tiny little points every day, as a reminder, I can't eat much. Yeah, I just <laughs> no. It's, it's I can't. I can't. You know, the other day I went to McDonald's and I had a plain cheeseburger and a small fry. Okay, and when I finished that hamburger, I was kind of pissed off because I was like, "Where's the other half of my hamburger?" Because I used to have a double quarter pounder of cheese. Yep. And a large fry. Mm hmm And sometimes a, a milkshake with it. You yep. know what? But I need that constant reminder. You know? What's well, a reminder and that's when every, too. Everybody's can, like, oh, oh, you look great. Bullshit. I look terrible. Okay? Maybe I look better than... You look great than, compared I, maybe, to how Yeah. You maybe I look better than the, you know, how horrible I looked before. But I still look terrible. So everybody's like, oh, you See, look great. See, and, and I'm that's like, just oh, you. Yeah, well, people are trying to give you positive reinforcement. You're like, oh, no, you're wrong. I look like shit. Yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> I, don't need to, I don't need to listen to that. Because if I listen to that, I'm going to stop doing what I need to do. You know what? In my head, I know I look horrible. I look horrible, and I'm unhealthy. That's why no matter how many, if, if 50 people come in today and tell me, wow, you look great. You know, you're doing fantastic. I'm like, yeah, you want, yeah thanks. And I'm going to keep going. Because you know what? I'm not where I need to be. Yeah, but the, that still doesn't take When I'm 185 pounds, okay. and people say, wow, you look great, I'll be like, thank you. <laughs> but you know what? I, I'm 45 pounds away from that now. And you know what? You tell me I look great, and I'm like, yeah, stop blowing smoke up my ass, okay? 
You know. Whatever. I know there's plenty of room to blow the smoke. <laughs> but there's no need to do it. Okay? I, and I that's mean, why you need the Weight Watchers. Because Weight Watchers will not let you stop thinking about how fat you are. Like I said, I told you, if you pay for Weight Watchers, <laughs> I'll do it. But I'm going to do it my I, other way. And but you, then, paid a, you paid a hundred and something bucks for that little bracelet. 125 once. That's all I paid for it. Yeah, but that would have been, been like nine months on Weight Watchers. Yeah. You could have lost easily 30 pounds in that time. Easily. How many how many pounds have you lost since you bought the $125 bracelet? Six. Did you lose six or did you gain six? No, I lost six. All right, so you lost six pounds for $125. Yeah, but it's because I haven't been as diligent on it as I should be, which is the same case with Weight Watchers. If I don't follow the plan, I'm not going to lose anything. But if you're on the same plan as mm-hmm. somebody like me, then I'll keep you in line. Because every day, I'm going to be like, you know there's way too many points. I don't know how many points you got, but I know that's more than you got. You already irritate me as it is. I don't need you all for you to also be on my case about you know what you I'm eating. You want to lose weight? Well, yeah, but see, you know. eventually I'm going to be one of those people. I'm going to like sign up to be like one of those uh, fitness people. Yeah. On, um, you know, the Biggest Loser. Yeah, that's scary. Because <laughs> I told you, I mean, once you get once you're like, to the weight know. that you want to be, something tells me that you'll be like, no, I can still lose another 10, 15. and then you'll do the Maybe. resort to like. To be fanatical about exercising and all that kind of stuff because you're going to need to pipe that energy and that discipline into something else. So, you know, that's a slippery, slippery slope there. <laughs> yeah, that's a that's a terrible thing to do. Absolutely. Isn't it? <laughs> I mean, you know, it it is. You laugh at me now, but I think it is. You could it could get out of control. I mean, you okay. might not think so, but it can. Well, I, I tell you what, when I get out of control, healthy. You can uh, stage an intervention, <laughs> okay? I will do that. I yeah. absolutely will do that. Because you, even yesterday, I, I stopped and got you a milkshake. Yep. All right. So good. And uh, and and at the the drive through at Weight Watchers, they're like they're like, oh, Weight you know, Watchers, Chick Fil A. Is this for you? You know, is this like your reward or something? I'm like, no, <laughs> this is not for me. Well, for a minute, I I was I felt bad because I was like, you know, asking you to get me a milkshake. It's like, oh, and he's on his diet and stuff. But now I'm like, you're so, like, batshit about it that I could ask it you to bring me, a, a, you know, a tub of lard and you'd be like, okay, and it not be affected by it. I mean, I'll buy, uh, you know, fatty stuff for other people and stuff because, you know, at least then I feel like, you know, I'm, I'm at least watching somebody else eat it. But <laughs> you're like, I'm better than you. Here you go. Yeah, Don't exactly. choke on yeah, it. Yeah, you know, you know, sometimes I'm like, <laughs> yeah, I'm not eating that. <laughs> I would love to, but nope, I am strong. Well, yeah, well. You're strong right now. I'm waiting for you to just I've fall been doing this off for 11 the... months. It just takes one misstep. Just even one. if you know, no, I've had, I've had days where I went over my points limit. You know, I work it. That's in. like so rare because you usually eat way <laughs> that, under. That's one day. Yeah, but you're always that's what so you said, under. One misstep. Whatever. You're, you're talking about me having a misstep that like lasts like a month. Mm. Something like that. Whatever. Anyway, we better log off. All right. We'll see you again in six months, so we'll be back for Christmas. Okay, (laughs) bye.